Welcome to Pushing the Limits, the show that helps you reach your full potential with your host, Lisa Tarmati, brought to you by lisatarmati.com. Well, hi everyone, Lisa here at Pushing the Limits. It's fantastic to have you back again. I'm very excited for today's interview and I'm not going to give too much away in, in the lead up to this one because I want you to hear it from the guys themselves. I've got two very special guests with me. I've got Tom Hickman and Kyron Goss and they are sitting in Christchurch at the moment and they are preparing for something really big and we're going to be announcing that as the story goes along. But first of all, I want to start off with a little bit of a background in these two gentlemen and what they've done and why they're sitting with me here now. Um, so Tom, you're all the way from England. Tom, give us a little bit of your background about where you, know, where you came from and how you've, we, we want to get to the point where you've landed in Christchurch talking to me, but let's start off with London. Um, I know you had a marriage breakup and then you've ended up in Bali and let's, let's uh, carry on from there. So give us a little bit of background there, Tom. Yes. Yeah, so, hey, so corporate background in, in London, I went to business school, um, change, change management starting and came to Bali in 2014, uh, looking for a change of <laughs> change of scene, um, change of energy and a two month holiday became uh, my kind of main base for the last five years. Wow. And uh, after a couple of years of expat lifestyle, I realized I needed to do something a bit more constructive than just enjoy Bali. So, yeah, started this running project. Um, with a yeah, with a an attempt to help a stranger. Um, heard about a guy who broke his neck, an American tourist, and had no medical insurance. Quite common actually in Bali. But I did a yeah a thirty k run to raise some money for him on my own, and um, that was the start of this running project. Um, so had you been a runner before? Was this just something out of the blue? Oh, I'm going to run thirty k's to raise money for a um, a poor guy who's broken his neck in Bali. Um, that that's sort of a random thing to do. Were you a runner before? Yeah, my, my running career peaked when I was about 12, I think, when I won the, my prep school cross-country cup. And then after that, I, I guess I, you know, teenage rebellion took over. And um, I always played a bit of sport, but I, yeah, no, I never really fulfilled my potential, I'd say, in, in the running field. But um, got back into it in Bali, yeah. So I helped, did this 30K run. And then in the post-run endorphin high, I put on Facebook that I'd run across the island, the whole island. Uh, which the whole is, of Bali. The whole of Bali, as you do in that kind of post post run <laughs> rush, <laughs> and um, so ten weeks later, I found myself on the north coast of Bali um, with a volcano in front of me and um, eighty four kilometers to go. So um, I, I, I didn't finish the run, but I did raise ten thousand dollars for a charity, which so something good came out of it. So, um, but yeah, the run itself was a frankly a bit of a catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, 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 let's go there a little bit because, okay, you, you've gone from running nothing, basically maybe running a little bit around the block, to running 30Ks, which is a big jump. Uh, yeah. Got so excited about what you'd done and raised this money for this, this guy. You thought, right, now I'm going to run across the entire Bali. So this is your typical story, by the way, how ultramarathons start. <laughs> um, and you got <laughs> a little, little uh, pear-shaped in the middle of that first run. And there was something of a shoe that went missing there. Yeah, so I so you know I I climbed the top, I I got to the top of the volcano and um, a little bit further I was probably thirty thirty five k in and I thought okay good time for a break uh, so I so I had a support car with me and I thought I'd take my shoes off leave them by the support car and sit down have a 
you know, have some nutrition, have some, take some liquids on. Uh, so 10 minutes after the, the break, I went back to the, to the support car and there was only one shoe <laughs> sitting there. And I, it was weird because it was one o'clock in the morning on the top of Bali. It was totally deserted. It was quite cold, pitch black. I was there with two Indonesian nurses and a taxi driver. And um, I just couldn't quite believe what was going on. So 20 minutes of searching for, a, for my shoe resulted in, in not finding the shoe. Um, and the only thing I could do was to take a shoe off one of the nurses, um, cut, <laughs> cut the toes out, which I did, two sizes too small, strap the shoe on with my toes sticking out and um, carry, carry on running. And yeah, and um, you know, I'm proud of the fact that I did actually attempt to carry on. I did another probably 10, 12K and then I just mentally, I think physically, but actually as much mentally as, as, as physically, I just, I kind of, yeah, I lost the plot. Right. I just kind of, just my morale collapsed and, um, and, my, you... foot, and my foot was a mess. So yeah, I, I didn't finish, unfortunately. Someone took your damn shoe, you know, like <laughs> there's one thing you're running these, it's the shoes. <laughs> yeah, so the, what was interesting was the Balinese, my Balinese support crew were convinced it was an evil spirit that had stolen the shoe. Um, <laughs> and who like knows? It. Who knows? They could have been right. I, it was more likely a dog, I think, one of the stray dogs in Bali. But um, oh, we go. never we never found the shoe. But we do. My charity partner did frame my one remaining shoe and the orange fake Nike nurse's shoe, and they're in a they're in a frame in the charity's office. So it's absolutely legend. And you managed <laughs> to raise ten thousand dollars for for your charity, which is absolutely gold. And I love that. I think that's really really amazing um and what happened from there yes yeah, so, so yeah so i thought okay great i i, I raised ten thousand dollars let's try and get let's do it again the next year but with 10 15 runners and let's try and raise you know 15 times ten thousand. and that's when i met karen because karen was one of the first people to sign up um for the 2018 barley hope ultra which is what we called it which so now happens, we're getting um, into the story. So, people, this is the the director of the Barley Hope Ultra, and a lot of you would have already heard that that name bandied around and that that race uh, would have heard a little bit about it. So, this was a, a very successful race that you've been running now. This is the second year that it's been going. The exactly, be the third one. Be the third one in May. Right, and so so now you've gone. This is a brilliant story, by the way, because it's gone from, you know, having a crack at, at raising for some stranger to being uh, quite an epic journey already. So now you've decided you're going to get a whole lot of runners together and you're going to run together and you're going to raise $10,000 each, hopefully. And that's where Kyron comes on the scene. And this is why Kyron's sitting here. Exactly. exactly. So how long was the Barley Hope Ultra? Give us, give us those details. Well, it's, a, it's an 84K um, overnight coast-to-coast ultramarathon so it's great it starts on a beach in the north of the island and finishes on a beach on the south of the island and everybody has to fundraise um five thousand dollars um we get to we all come together for a week um visit the community we fundraise for it's kind of quite five star it's we we really make sure everyone has a great time as a, as a team gets the chance to connect see the impact they make take on the take on the challenge and um everyone's finished so far i'm the only person who He's not completed it, which is embarrassing. Um, but yeah, Karen was one of the first, and and um, you had a, you had a good time. I loved it, absolutely loved it. How did you get involved, Karen? And what's your background? 
so my background, I was living in Bali at the time um, when one of my friends, they found it on Facebook. She shared it with me. She was like, oh, we should do this. Um, and I was like, look, I'm always up for a challenge. I wouldn't consider myself a runner either. Um, yeah, I can put on some shoes and do a run. I've done two times one half marathon. Um, I'm an adventurer more than a runner. <laughs> and so when I saw it, I, I mean, I'd never done a marathon before. I was like, if you're going to do a marathon, that's so crazy. You've got to do something special, right? Like whether it's a great wall marathon or something yeah, that's something special. Else. So I was like, if you're going to do a, a marathon, why not just do a double marathon and one night across Bali <laughs> in the dark and, you know, it, it's got a good story to it. Um, yeah, so I was, I was down. I was immediately like, yep, I'm definitely in on this. And you know, I did live in Bali. I did see a lot of the poverty um, that does happen behind the scenes in Bali. Mm. And so for me, it was very much a chance to be able to give back to the, the island that I'd lived in, um, the people that, the, the Balinese are absolutely amazing people. Yep. They're so kind, what little they have. Um, and it was this great momentous challenge uh, that I could put myself on, that I'd actually have to transform who I was as a person in order to be able to achieve that. Uh, oh. So going into it, the most, the furthest I'd ever run was 24 Ks, and that was wow. actually in training for wow. the Bali Hope Ultra. That's um, and it was it was just an amazing event because. You have people come from all over the world. Some of them had never even been to Bali before, but you're, you're in it together. And I think that was the magic of it where I've done ultra marathon since where you sort of show up on the start line. You don't know anyone's name. You'll run individually, you finish and you still don't know anyone's name. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it's the difference between something being a personal run for your own reasons, where suddenly you're in the run with each other. You're supporting each other through your, congratulating each other through and by the time you get to the finish line everyone's there everyone's celebrating together um hugging just you know what was a, a momentous achievement yeah. and i think the biggest breakthrough for me because i at first i thought it was like you know okay i'm going into a cool physical challenge um but there's definitely the mental side that i love the most because one, when I signed up to it and I started fundraising and telling people what I was doing, people were saying, oh, I could never do that. I'm like, well, no, me neither. That's me neither. why I've got yeah. to become someone who could do it, right? I've got to become an ultramarathon runner. Um, and two, it was very much that mindset switch of um, actually you can achieve anything. You've just got to overcome the hurdles one step at a time. Um, what is the issue that you need to overcome right now? And you just keep going. It might take time, but you'll get there if you just keep taking that one step, putting that one foot, one foot in front of the other. And this is this has so, all yeah, the makings was, of a great, great, great story, Corinne. And so you did that race, and how did you fear having the, you know, like only done twenty four k's, and now you were going to quadruple that, basically? Um, how did that go? Oh, it was great. Um, <laughs> the, as as Tom said. 
it starts off with like 17 k's of straight uphill and I got to the top and I was absolutely buggered and it's like cool well 60 k's to go and to be honest I think in some ways you know how they say ignorance is bliss yeah 60 k's 80 k's it it was such a big number that you can't comprehend it and you're just like okay yeah whatever um (laughs) It's just a long way. Yeah, that's that's just funny numbers, right? <laughs> and so you get there, and 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 it, it 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 doesn't actually matter because all that matters is like that next step, right? That next, yep. that next one kilometer, that to the lamppost, or you know the next five k's to the next aid station. That's all you're focused on. How do you run eighty four kilometers? Running um running four half marathons. How do you run a half marathon? Running four five kilometer little runs right and yep. so it's just breaking it down into those little steps and you just have to get to that next little part and next thing you know you're 84 yeah. k's down but um and a mess but I, you're there <laughs> doing a hacker at the finish line <laughs> in a superman in a superman t-shirt Woo-hoo. And, then, and i think that was the coolest thing because the whole thing was based around everyday heroes, you know, be, who, who are the everyday heroes who are going to come over to Bali and, and raise the money for the charity and, and, you know, do something almost unbelievable for the local charity. So yeah, I did, I had my Superman shirt on and I started, I, I had a red sarong that I tied on as a cape. And just before I got to the finish line, I, I got a friend to meet me and um, got the cape back on and, and cross the line and yeah you know like like it was it was so it was so emotional i know at least twice during the run i just had tears streaming down my face and i'm like i don't even know why i'm crying right now and one of them was about a kilometer from the finish line i'm like i think these are just happy tears that i'm um it's over (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 And, and i can give you the scientific reasons for those tears but basically it's because you've got nothing left in the tank and the emotions just go (laughs) (laughs) and the relief of the finish line it's a big big relief to actually finally get there and it's a huge achievement achievement so hats off to both you guys for 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 doing something epic that you weren't properly properly trained for and and there is something to be said for that because you know that is all about then the human spirit and can you overcome and how much pain can you endure for the cause and and sometimes naivety can be your best friend um and when you've done a few it actually gets harder in a way because you know what's coming (laughs) yes yes exactly yeah when you don't have that knowledge that can be a bit of a benefit really i find you know just blunder on into things in fact i find that good in life sometimes to be completely ignorant of what what's actually coming at you and then you actually don't you don't understand the, the magnitude of what it is you've taken on and you just bumble your way through it and somehow you get there or you don't but you had a good crack at it you know exactly so, the best example of that i think was at the 63k mark um so we're we're now three half and one of the support crew were like you know you're absolutely bugging and one of the support crew was like oh you're almost there it's only 21 k's left that's a half marathon you've done half marathons before right and i was like yeah i've done half marathons i was like i can run a half marathon in about two hours so i start texting all my mates i'm i'm gonna be at the finish line in two maybe three because you know i'm a little bit bugging Five hours later, I oh, crossed the line. Exactly, exactly. I was just going to say, you won't be crossing that in two hours. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's naivety. So that was your first Bali Hope Ultra. And how you, you raised a lot of money. What was your charity uh, for that first time? Was it just, um, was it a local charity that you did it for? 
Yes, yeah, it's, it's our main charity partner. Actually, we've been with them from the start, called Barley Children Foundation, and they're um, yeah, they've won awards. They're they're an amazing charity. They started by an Australian lady who's been there for 25 years, and and they've just got amazing expertise at um, of spending the money they've raised in really intelligent ways and and really integrated with the community. So yeah, they're we really love working with them and and um. Fantastic. Yeah, we've raised now. I think we've raised about a quarter of a million dollars for them now. Oh, so, yeah, really, um, yeah, really helps a lot of people. So, heck yeah, especially in Bali, that's a lot. Um, and okay, so now you've done this. You've met Kyron, and you've also done another race called the Bali Hope Ultra Swim. So you've done uh, that, that. That's another race, isn't it? It's a separate race to to the Bali Hope Ultra. Yeah, we so yeah. I just um, I mean. Yeah, so so Bali, the, the the plastics problem in Bali is a big deal, and on the kind of back of the Bali Hope Ultra working so well, I thought let's do a swim run, which is obviously a fast-growing endurance sport. Let's bring together some um, people for that um, on a small island just outside Bali, where we fundraise to help protect um, one small island community from the plastics crisis by funding a recycling centre and some sustainability education for the kids there who are going to who are about to take over the island's businesses and that's wow. in its second year and yeah it's cool it's a sweet event we get we've you know we've got we always like a mixture so we like kind of we've got former olympians we had the world champions come over from sweden last year and then we had total newcomers actually karen came again with his brother logan so we yeah we, we love that mixture on Bali Hope events because the elite guys get to relax a little bit because it's not about winning not and then the newcomers get inspired by the legends of the sport and it just you know creates that family vibe so yeah the Bali Hope Swim Run was the second one we did and um that's happening again in this December so so yeah so then yeah so that was um that was the next chapter and um so and now now you've you're um you've moved on to another event and this is what why I've got the guys on today because there's a they've come to New Zealand and they're going to be doing a massive event here and it's got a very personal reason why um, Tom and Corin are here doing something epic. So, Corin, um, can you give us a little bit of background? Um, why, why you guys are sitting here and what you've got ahead of you? Like, what was, what is the goal? What is the race that you've got coming up? And why is it important to you and Tom? Yeah, definitely. So, as most people are aware, uh, March fifteenth, twenty nineteen, there was a mosque attacks here in Christchurch and uh, 51 people were killed and unfortunately one of those people killed was my auntie. Uh, so, you know, I, I was with the rest of New Zealand in shock when we heard about it happening and then it, it was two days later that I found out she was killed and like hopped on the plane came straight down and what I just saw was the Sorry, entire country you. coming together and experience in itself. Yep. And then up as well, you know, especially once he learned I was involved, you know, we've all become a pretty tight knit group, almost family, right? Mm. And um and and the message was it was very awesome. It was um basically, mate, really want to do something for the Christchurch community. Uh thinking of putting on an event there, would want you to be a part of it. Uh, are you keen? And I was just like, fuck yeah. Um, and so, yeah. so obviously, um, you know, we, we, once all the sort of grief and the, the immediate sort of, you know, shock stuff had happened, yeah. um, we started talking more and it was like, okay, what would this look like? Um, 
And it was actually, <laughs> I, I, it was my brother Logan who sort of came up with some of the concept. He's, I was like, would you do the, would you do the run? Because he did the swim run with me and it was a big achievement. I was like, do you want to come do 80Ks now? He's like, oh, you should make it 51 kilometers, one kilometer for every person who's killed. And I was like, 51Ks is too easy, but that's a really good concept. Let's make it 51 miles, walk a mile in their shoes. Um, and so that's what it's come up with now. So it's called the Unity Ultra. Mm -hmm. And it's a 51 mile walk a mile in their shoes ultra marathon to unite the country against hate whilst paying homage to the lives that were lost. Uh, in the, that, yeah. Christchurch mosque attacks. That's, that's brilliant. So I'm sorry, guys, we've got a little bit of a bad connection here. So I hope we're not we're losing a, a couple of words here and there. So it's um, a 51 mile in case you didn't catch that um and it's a walk a mile in the shoes of the people who were lost the victims so it's to commemorate them and uh, to come together as a country and to to celebrate their lives and pay homage to them and um so this event is going to be happening on from march the 20th to the 22nd um it's actually only one day of running though isn't there and where is this taking place exactly guys so so um we're bringing a team together for the three days um from friday march the 20th we're meeting up um midday friday the 20th um in christchurch 20th of march um team lunch everyone gets to know each other and then we drive the drive the route uh, we're running um to akaroa so the, so the route is from akaroa to christchurch so we take the team to Akaroa on Friday afternoon, um, have a team dinner Friday night, and then the run takes place on, on the Saturday. So we're all gonna stay stay together in Akaroa, mm -hmm. um, you know, build that team spirit, come together, um, having all fundraised together. We're gonna fundraise together for the Red Cross's Red Refugee Programs. Um, and then the run, yeah, the run Saturday, uh, 51 miles back to Christchurch along this stunning route we've just mapped out today. Um, you know, about two and a half thousand meters of elevation, stunning coastal views, a lot of it by the sea, um, finishing in Hagley Park, um, yeah, to celebrate uh, the lives of, you know, the lives of those who, who passed and, and just bring a community together and do something, do something as positive as we can as a response. And um, yeah, and then, the, and then we then close out the event on Sunday, in closing event. So um, yeah, I was excited about it because we know that we know we've seen what happens when we bring people together for these Bali Hope events, and it's just just an amazing sense of connection and and um, like the antithesis of what happened last March. We want to do something super yeah. positive. So, so this hey, is I call it here. I call it bringing the Bali Hope magic to Christchurch, and um, and there's some real cool I think little you know put points that have happened. So we're actually finishing at Hagley Park right outside the Al Noor Mosque. Oh. Um, and then the other thing we're doing is um, each mile marker will be representing one of the people who was killed. Yeah. Uh, so you actually go into each mile knowing who is the who is the person mm -hmm. that you're running for. And I think I mean every every ultra is emotional in its own right let alone knowing that every mile is actually dedicated to someone who lost their life because of something so stupid such as racism and hate. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So this is going to be, this isn't just your normal everyday run, people. This is going to be a run that's going to um, be an emotional experience. It's going to be a heartwarming experience. This is going to be something that's going to be um, 
I think for the people who actually come and get involved in the run, this will really touch a lot of people and hopefully we will be raising a lot of money as well. So I'm going to be getting involved uh, and running hot. Our company is going to be getting in behind this as well um, and supporting these guys and making this happen. Um, they've taken on a massive challenge, to be honest. Having been a race director, I know what it is to turn a race around in this sort of a time period. Um, and it's going to be uh, a lot of work required and a lot of love and tenacity that goes into uh, making an event like this happen. So I'm hoping that a lot of you that are out there listening uh, will get involved uh, with this event, either as a runner or as supporting and fundraising um, and making this uh, a very important event um, for, for Christchurch and for the victims of this and for the families and for the... Just, I, we need... It's called Unity Ultra because we want to unify people together and we want to support and we want to say this is not us and this is not okay and this is this is the antithesis of what actually happened. This is the, the beautiful thing that running can do. Um, and I I can so relate to this, this feeling of wanting to do something because I, a, a couple of years ago we had a friend who... Um, he had osteogenesis imperfecta and he was in a wheelchair and we were training together to do this fundraising for another little boy who had the same condition and he was in a wheelchair and was going to be rolling alongside us and he had an accident and during a half marathon and was killed and I was so heartbroken and so was my my business partner Neil at Running Hot um, so heartbroken that we just saw we had to do something so I understand that feeling of wanting to make a difference somehow you know so we ended up running from the the right across the north island from where samuel gibson was born to where he was living um in a very unprepared state as well because i had a, a very sick mum at the time and, and i was <laughs> i was in a lot of pain trying to run there for those three days but my husband and i and neil we did it and we raised fifty five thousand dollars for a little boy actually in Christchurch, um who i'll, I'll probably get in contact with his mum and we changed his life you know and we we honored samuel gibson's um legacy if you like and what he stood for and and these things are really powerful um, memories that you have and they have the power running has the power sport in general has the power to unify people and to break down the barriers between humans that we often put up you know we often have these you know well I'm a you know 100%. I don't know a lawyer and I'm a doctor and I'm a you know and all of that sort of stuff disappears when you're actually out there on the road struggling together next to somebody else who's struggling just as much and it unifies and it's a powerful, it's a powerful force. So what you guys are doing is, um, you know, I'm really, I'm really excited for it. And I think, um, I hope it's going to unify a, a lot of people. I mean, there's a lot of people going to be in behind this because this was one of the worst moments in New Zealand's history, you know, um, an absolutely tragic event. But we, every time something ha horrible happens, you have to look for, the positive in it. And this is a way of doing it. This race is a way of finding something positive in something tragic and helping other people. So I'm really, really excited about it. So guys, how's it going, the organization? And what? Um, let's give the, the listeners a bit of information about how they can get involved and, and what they'll be, you know, what, what sort of a challenge will be lying ahead for them. Hey, so yeah, I, I totally agree, and I, I think I just add that the, the the 
you know, the ripple effect of doing something like this is, is huge. We've seen it in Bali. You bring, the, you bring together 50 extraordinary people to do something amazing and the, the ripples out of that are, are always... Yeah, and so the challenge is, you know, I think, I think what we're looking for is, um, is, you know, runners of all abilities, not just the guys who knock out ultra marathons every other month. We want to bring together a real mixture. We've got quite a lot of the Bali Hope um, team members coming over um, from Australia, Singapore, uh, UK... We think we'll have runners from the States. And, and obviously, yeah, it's a big challenge. It's, it's a tough run. It's actually a tougher run than Bali Hope Ultra because of the elevation. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we just want to build that really positive sense of team and, and connection. And in terms of fundraising, asking participants to commit to raising 1,000 uh, US, so 1,500 um, New Zealand dollars for Red Cross's refugee programs um so collectively we think we can make a big impact on people's lives and and just yeah just just um put the message out that that um that there's a lot more good in people than bad in people and um you know and bring people from outside new zealand to um to make that message even louder and uh, yeah we're thrilled to have you on board lisa so um, <laughs> i'm excited about it no it's a real privilege and, a, and an honor to be involved in something like this so all the people listening out there, I've got a challenge for you. And it doesn't matter if you don't think that you can run an ultra. Um, there is something that you can either do. And if you can run an, this 82Ks or whatever it is, 51 miles, um, if you think you want to have a crack, even if you're like Kyron and like Tom, you're not ultra runners in the true sense of the word that you do this every other week. Um, but you want to have a crack at something epic. You know, um, this would be a chance. And it's... No one's, you know, like you're going to have a lot of support on the way and it doesn't matter if you walk all of it, you know, it doesn't matter how you get there. Even if you've only got one shoe while you're getting there, like Tom, you know, <laughs> it's about, it's about discovering who you are and it's about overcoming the obstacles along the way. And it's about the team and camaraderie. And I'm very, you know, I'm very passionate about, um, you know, I've done a lot of multi-day stage races and a lot of it really exotic locations around the world. Exotic meaning bloody difficult places, you know, Sahara and Gobi and <laughs> all these sort of weird places. And when you when you're taken Death Valley, your, yeah, Death Valley. When you're taken outside your comfort zone and you're put together with a bunch of strangers, and you all have to overcome, it transforms your own life as well as helping transform other lives through the, the fundraising side of it. And I don't know how it happens, but you'll go to places that you've probably never been to before and you'll experience emotions that you've never experienced before. Um, you might be pushing yourself to the absolute limit. And I don't care whether, you know, we don't really care whether you succeed or fail at the run itself. What is important is that you set the goal. You know, like even with Tom, he actually didn't finish, you know, his, his challenge, but he still raised ten thousand dollars and he did something epic and now you're going to actually be doing this race too aren't you tom you're actually going to be running it yourself how the hell do you do that when yeah, you're i am and hey look, i mean uh, <laughs> well that's a good point i think um you know i was that that was my big excuse actually for the last two years that i'm the yeah. organizer right you know i've got to hold the clipboard and have the high-vis jacket on but but no i'm determined i mean I'm, to be frank i'm i'm not in great shape i've been a bit of a desk desk jockey the last two years just you know organizing events but um i you know it's time i do something you know transformative for myself i mean i accept that i might you know it might be ugly it's not you know me trying to do 84k is not going to be a pretty sight but um <laughs> i've got five months to train 
I've got Karen kicking my kicking my back. You got our training. Side, so <laughs> yeah, I'm not really one of this. You know, I, 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 would, I just want to get get the message out for myself that it's not acceptable what happened, and and also obviously get you know just go on a physical and emotional journey that um will make me feel alive, connect me to people. Yeah, you know, it's already connected to meet people like yourself and amazing people in New Zealand. So that's the yeah. journey. I think it's a. I think we see this as a journey to come on much more than just another race it's, it's, it's a whole it's a whole experience and, and journey with the other team members and and um yeah i'm excited i'm slightly terrified having seen the route but um i'm excited <laughs> it's, 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 can, can i just put out there like um as a kiwi having done a few a couple of other ultra marathons here in new zealand now it's it's a very typical new zealand route it's not that scary he's just saying that as a foreigner new zealand has hills deal with it yeah. <laughs> yes they do have some very big hills and it, yeah will it will have its challenges but the point we're trying to get across this is not for of course elites are a, wel a welcome you know elite ultra marathoners experienced ultra marathoners we'd love to have you come and do it and there are a lot of people out there going, well, I could never run 82Ks or 51 miles, but I bet you probably could if you really, really decided you wanted to do it and you've got five minutes, five months to train for it. And we've got the training plans to help you get there, by the way, running hot. So uh, we're going to be in behind it. Um, so we can help you do that. So if you want a massive challenge, even if you're totally unfit and unprepared right now, have a good think about it and then check it all out. Now, the website is not yet properly up, is it, Tom? Um, no, so you can, you can pre-register at yep. theunityultra.com. Theunityultra.com, um, okay. Yeah, and full details will probably be up um, by the, around the 15th of October. So you can pre it depends when you sit, when you see this, what hear this podcast. But yeah, 15th of October, full details will be live. Um, yep. It's a three-day event. It'll be priced all-inclusive for the, the race entry, tra transport, um, two days accommodation and hospitality. The whole thing so um yeah it'll be it'll be a fantastic event it'll, it'll be live be live soon and they'll just be i think we'll be limited to just over 50 places so um it's going to be a, you know a really small tight-knit group a small group of of passionate people who want to make a difference and have an experience together this is one day of racing but it's a three days of actually hanging out with people and experiencing this and making a difference in the in the world so Guys, I think that's, that pretty much wraps, wraps it up. I think it's, a, it's an amazing um, thing what you're doing. Um, respect to you, Kyron, for, you know, I know that it's been very painful for you and your family losing your Auntie Linda um, and that she was a very brave lady and you want to do her memory well. Um, so, you know, um, a big love to your, to your family and their loss and to all the other families uh, that, that have suffered through this horrific event. Uh, let's make a difference. Let's go make a difference, guys. I think it's going to be it, it's, epic. It, it's actually, um, I think it's the perfect metaphor because, you know, like you say, the, how, how do you move on from such a horrific event? And it's exactly the same as you run an ultra marathon, one yep. step at a time. Yep, you just keep moving. Keep moving any which way. And for a lot of people, that's really hard right now. So... Let's lend our support. So thanks, guys. So everybody head to theunityultra.com. Pre-register. The full website will be up uh, after the 15th of October. But make sure you get your, your, your interest registered so that you can find out all about it. Take on this challenge. It's going to be an amazing 
time and I thank you guys for your time. And uh, Tom is only here for the week. He's been one week of whirlwind tour through New Zealand, connecting with all the movers and shakers here that are going to make it happen. Um, so have you had a good time, Tom? Have we been hospitable to you? Yeah, it's been, it's been an amazing 10 days and I've seen so much of the country. I've driven north to south and yeah, been uh, so well, nicely welcomed and um, blown away by the place. So yeah, it's been a pleasure. Can't wait to come back and um, yeah, just bring our, might bring a spare, spare pair of shoes next time. Yes, bring a spare, and, and no stray dogs stealing your shoes. And <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we will try and keep you here. It would be nice to have you come and live here, leave Bali and come here. <laughs> Yeah, I'm tempted. I'm seriously tempted. <laughs> well, if I yeah, if I beat Karen, then maybe I will. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. There you go. Big challenge, Karen. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you very much for your time tonight. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks so much, Lisa. That's it this week for Pushing the Limits. Be sure to rate, review and share with your friends. And head over and visit Lisa and her team at lisatarmaty.com. 